So excited to welcome to the proverbial stage here, third generational oil man from Watford City, Joel Brown. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Scott. Excited um, to be here. Yeah, we're at the Nice Center. We're helping students and faculty become entrepreneurial. So maybe tell us a little bit about your journey to uh, be an entrepreneur, starting with maybe your family history. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you already said, I'm a third generation oil field worker in North Dakota. My grandfather started in the oil field back when the oil field in North Dakota basically started. He dropped out of high school in eighth grade to go work on drilling rigs. <laughs> And my dad, my dad followed suit. He did go to college, and then he took over the family business that my grandfather started back in the 80s. And I wanted, I wanted to follow in their line, too. Oil was in my blood, and so I knew I was going into the oil field. I was also really good at math, and so the only thing that really made sense to me was petroleum engineering. If I hadn't gone into petroleum engineering, it probably would have been just straight to the rigs. Ultimately, with the idea of coming back and helping in the family business and somehow right. working in there. What I found out after I graduated was that probably would have been a better route if I had actually gone and worked on the rigs. I could have offered a little more value to my family business. There wasn't really much of a place for my skill set there. And so I got thrown into a group. I got hired into a really small, innovative group of petroleum engineers who were just starting all these different oil field companies. Oh. We were doing non-op stuff, so just buying and selling portions of oil and gas wells, almost like buying and selling stock. We were drilling and completing wells in the Powder River Basin in Wyoming. Our most recent project was a company called McKinsey Energy Partners that built pipelines in western North Dakota to service saltwater that gets produced alongside with oil. And so we were doing all these different things that petroleum engineers wind up doing, every little petroleum engineer dreams of doing. And it was great and it was really exciting. But both... so. Me, being from Watford City, my partner, his name is Jeff Kummer, also a petroleum engineer, the guy who hired me out of, uh, out of college, actually, also a petroleum engineer, both of us being from Watford City, we've got a lot of friends and family who are mineral owners. And so okay. these are the people that own mineral rights. They are the owners of the oil and gas that's getting produced in North Dakota, and they're getting paid by the oil companies for them. Mm. And what we found out is that it's an incredibly complex transaction that takes place and there are right. hundreds of thousands of these transactions taking place every every month and it's based on like how much they're pumping out of their specific parcel of land is that what they're C kind something of something like that it, it, yeah the math is a little bit more complex than yeah. that but essentially that's what it is is that wow. they have uh minerals they've got oil and gas under their land that they own and they have the right to an oil company has come to an agreement with them to come and produce those minerals and the oil company is going to take a share of the revenue and the landowner is going to take a share of the revenue so there are hundreds of oil companies operating like this in western north dakota and it's impossible to know exactly how many mineral owners there are in the state of north dakota hmm. but the estimate is close to a hundred thousand wow so you just think about how many people how many transactions are going on and it's a little bit daunting and for, you know, the individual farmer rancher who gets thrown into that mix and he's wondering, am I actually getting paid right? Am I getting fleeced? You know, is the oil company doing the right thing here? Are there mistakes getting made? He doesn't really know how to answer those questions. Right. And so Jeff and I saw this problem and we, we, we were kind of faced with this idea of how could we insert ourselves into this equation? We've got a lot of experience in oil and gas. We're, you know, members of this community. We know a lot of the people who are having these issues. How can we take our, our expertise and find a way to support mineral owners in the state? And so that's our newest venture is called Mineral Tracker. And Mineral Tracker is it's an online-based technology 
designed as an analysis tool for mineral owners to help them get those sure. answers and those questions. So. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, it sounds like you've launched lots of businesses, lots of ventures with your partners. So how do you kind of find a problem like that and decide that's big enough or that's worth our effort to go after? Because it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity, especially in the Bakken. There is. And it's, I, th- you'll see if you ever find yourself out in Western North Dakota for longer than a few weeks period of time, you're going to get opportunity just thrown at you because mm. it moves so fast. The industry out there moves so incredibly fast and there are so many needs to support the industry. And so I, I think what we've found is that by putting ourselves in a position and networking and just n- being in the sphere of this, the problems get talked about every single day. You know, mm-hmm. every single day there's a new opportunity for a business here or a business there. Some, you know, really complex issue that is in the process of being solved for the first time ever. And we can throw ourselves into that equation, you know, because of where we are and what our background is. Yeah. There aren't a lot of people in the oil industry who have, you know, the the background that we do. And so we find that those opportunities kind of throw themselves at us. Yeah. So tell me about kind of, yeah, innovation or thinking innovatively. Like when you see these opportunities, you said you have some special knowledge, which helps you. What other Mm -hmm. skills do you kind of call upon to really sort of innovate within this industry that's, you know, pretty niche in itself and Mm -hmm. both location and also kind of knowledge? I think the the great thing about the path that we've taken um, is that we've had such a broad range of experience, uh, whereas a lot of petroleum engineers, uh, the opportunity that I could have had was to go work for an oil company, a big oil company right out of college. And I would go and I would fit into their system and I would very quickly, you know, I would be trained. I would be really good at what I do and I'd be working for a great company and it's a great path to go down. The path that I went down was one where I just kept getting thrown into all these different opportunities. I actually, when I, when I took my first job, I took a, a smaller salary to go work with this innovative you know, group of people where I thought I was going to get thrown into a lot of different situations than I would have if I went and worked for an oil company. And I'm very happy that I did just because of the path that it's led me on. It's been really exciting. Yeah. So what would you tell students, maybe even alumni who are from North Dakota, but haven't been even out to Watford City or maybe aren't familiar, is the oil gas a field they should think about and, and how can they get involved if they don't have oil in their blood, right? Absolutely. Oil and gas, there are so many things going on in oil and gas. I mean, you, it it's hard to explain if you're not out there seeing it, but just seeing the level of activity. When I was growing up in Watford, I graduated with 50 people in my class. It was a town of about 1,300 people. Today, it's close to 8,000 is the mm-hmm. estimate. I mean, so you're talking about an environment where almost everybody is new seeking this opportunity. And right now in McKinsey County, we're at 1% unemployment. Wow. There is, we are in need of people out there, boots on the ground. But there are a lot of great stories about technology that is being developed, not in Western North Dakota, but being developed in the Eastern half of the state, being developed elsewhere, that is getting implemented in oil and gas. Oil and gas is such a fast moving and improving industry. The things that we were doing 10 years ago are, they're archaic in comparison to what we're doing today. I graduated from UND in 2013 Mm -hmm. and the the textbooks that we had back then, they were out of date for petroleum engineering. Mm -hmm. If they had written brand new textbooks and given them to us that year, those textbooks would be out of date today Wow! because everything changes so fast. And in that change, there's a lot of opportunity for people who are going to be innovative and find the next way to get us from two to three to five percent 
recovery of the oil and gas that's in the rock mm-hmm. to 10%. We're at about 10% today. What's going to get us to 15? What's going to get us to 20, 30? Uh, there is a lot of opportunity. And every single percentage that we go up on that, every time we're able to save money in drilling completions, the industry the industry benefits, and we all benefit, actually. Yeah, North Dakota has a lot of tax revenue coming from oil. So yeah. I'm curious, with Mineral Tracker, you're, you're essentially doing kind of a SaaS model, right? Software as a service where they're mm-hmm. paying a monthly fee. Do you have a coding background, or how did you kind of decide, hey, let's build a website? You know, <laughs> no, how do we, I, let's build an app. I need to be very clear with people, especially when I start talking to real tech <laughs> people, that I am not a tech guy. I'm an oil yeah. and gas so guy who's how do you kind find of fitting myself into... But I I rely very much so on our tech guys and trying to convey to them this very simple idea that I have and having them communicate it in a way that they can actually turn it into a real product. There are definitely snags in how that happens along the way, but it's been a a good growing experience for me to get thrown into this completely new world of technology. Yeah. And you made an exciting announcement today at One Million Cups that you know, typically I think you said it was 99 bucks a month to mm-hmm. use, and now you're offering a freemium where it's $0 to start yep. using the basic version. So kind of walk us through the business decision of that and how you sort of see, you know, maybe a larger user base as a way to then convert them into paid users, I'm guessing, or what's kind of the, the long-term vision? Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's part of it is exactly what you're saying. It's, we know that there are, there are lots and lots of people who are receiving a revenue from mineral rights. Not all of them are receiving these massive checks, though. That's uh, that's kind of a misnomer, is that anyone who has mineral rights in North Dakota, they must be a mil- millionaire. Mm-hmm. The, the average person in mi- North Dakota receiving royalties off of mineral rights is receiving $600 a month, which is, that'd yeah. be nice. I wouldn't mind receiving an extra $600 a month. But if you were to go and spend 99 of that on Mineral Tracker, that's eating into a good portion of your revenue. And so ultimately, what we what we wanted to create is something that was going to be relevant to the guy who's making $100,000 a month, but also to the family that's making $600 a month, because they still have needs and they still have you know questions that need to be answered. And they may yeah. be making $600 a month today, but when the oil company comes out and drills 12 new wells on their land, it's going to be a lot more than that. And it'll be good at that point in time to already have them in our platform of Mineral Tracker. Because ultimately, that's what we want to create. We want to create something that doesn't have just a handful of very well-off users. We want to conglomerate this entire market of mineral owners because they don't have a place to go for that right now. There's nothing out there for mineral owners to gather around and look at and to go to if they needed other services. Right. So, I mean, in addition, you know, we've got this this model of, yes, we're selling Mineral Tracker as a service. We do a lot of ancillary services on the side, too. So you have this balance between a tech company and a service company. Right which is a really interesting place to be because early on it's easy to make revenue off of services because it's immediate. And the idea being that as we are able to generate revenue off of services, much needed services that people just don't know where to go for it, that we can continue to build and build and build this technology side of things. So, And right now, is it only North Dakota? It is. It's only North Dakota right now. And what is there a limiter? Like, do you have to have, I don't know, topographical maps or deeds or how would you expand to 
Wyoming or wherever else you might be able to go with this. It's all about getting the data and we can, we can get that data. We know where to get that data. We understand the steps that it's going to take to get from North Dakota to Montana and Wyoming and Colorado and all the way down into Texas. We see definitely mineral tractor expanding at some point in time to every basin in the country. We are starting right now, and Mineral Tracker just launched in September, so we haven't been at this for very long. This is really new, this is really exciting, and what we know really well is the Bakken. And so what we wanna do is prove this concept where we are here in North Dakota, prove that it's going to work, and then from that success and from tweaks that we have to make, you know, from lessons learned, then expand into the other basins. Great. So tell us now, moving forward, are you looking for funding? Where can people learn more? And what should we kind of watch for in the coming months and years? You know, I would say the number one thing that we really want, what we want uh, people to do is just get the word out that this exists. Ultimately, a lot of our clientele, you know, they're, they're of an older generation, maybe one that isn't quite as tech savvy sometimes. We created this to cater to them, but it is still technology. You know, this right. is really easy to use technology, but they still need to hear about it. They still need, you know, someone encouraging them to go, oh, you should, you should go check this out, you know? And that's the biggest thing that we want is we want to create something. And I think we have with Mineral Tracker, especially being free, that there's no reason that if you own minerals in North Dakota and you're collecting anywhere from $5 a month to $100,000 a month, that you don't have a Mineral Tracker profile. So I would say that's the number one thing is just get the word out there. Go check out our website at mineraltracker.com. We've got a lot of great information out there and just, you know, sign up for a free trial. Just do it. It's yeah. cool. Well, it's great to see, you know, you innovating, creating right here in the state of North Dakota. We appreciate you coming by the NICE Center to share a little bit. And hopefully some of our students will come out and join you in Watford City as you continue to, to grow the future here of the state. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me.